0: in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call PlantStock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on PlantStock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. I'm Rip Esselstyn and welcome to the PlantStrong podcast. The mission at PlantStrong is to further the advancement of all things within the plant-based movement. We advocate for the scientifically proven benefits of plant-based living and envision a world that universally understands, promotes, and prescribes plants as a solution to empowering your health, enhancing your performance, restoring the environment, and becoming better guardians to the animals we share this planet with. We welcome you wherever you are on your Strong journey, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Let me wish a big, happy Thanksgiving to all of our fans here in the United States and anyone else that happens to be celebrating Thanksgiving. I sincerely hope that all of you, no matter where you live, are enjoying time with loved ones and always giving thanks and being grateful for your health. Speaking of being grateful, I am so grateful to all of you for making the Plan Strong podcast a regular part of your routine, and self-care. A couple of weeks ago, I hosted a Facebook and YouTube Live with health coach and author, Sid Notter, specifically on four ways to stay motivated this holiday season. And I know it isn't always easy to stand your ground, especially with the temptation of parties, holiday travel, increased stress, and of course, family gatherings and that's why I wanted to bring this special episode to as many of you as I can this holiday season. Sid will walk us through how to change our limiting beliefs, our thought patterns, and as she says, how to feed the good wolf. I know you'll really enjoy this, so please welcome back to the Plant Strong Podcast, Sid Nodder. We have a very special guest today, Sid Notter. Sid actually appeared on the Plant Strong podcast. She was episode two hundred and two, and Sid, you were. It was a very, very uh, incredibly well downloaded podcast that we did, where you broke down basically uh, all the barriers to lasting. Well, to make a habit last, if I remember correctly, yes.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So very, very informative. Sid, where where are we speaking to you from today?
1: I am in Wilmington, Illinois, small town on the river south of Joliet, an hour south of Chicago.
0: Right. And has fall officially settled into your neck of the woods?
1: It has, yep. <laughs> and being right on the river, we watch all the trees change. But today they're... They're going from yellow to brown, so winter's coming.
0: <laughs> it is. And what's the temperature there for you?
1: It's in the 50s today, but windy.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Um, And do you have a favorite season?
1: I do. Fall is my favorite season. In fact, I'd <laughs> rather decorate for fall than even for Christmas. It's my wow. favorite time of year, yeah.
0: And, and why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. I think the colors are just warming. I'm just drawn to the colors, uh, the leaves, just everything about it. The pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin spice.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, there certainly is a lot of pumpkin spice everywhere these days. Which which brings me to uh, the topic of today's discussion. But before, before we kind of go over your... Um, you're basically, you know, how for how we want to stay motivated through this very, very challenging holiday season. Can you help people understand? Give us a little background on, on who you are and why we should listen to you. Okay.
1: Well, Rip, I've, I've been teaching plant-based, whole food, plant-based for over 25 years now. So I started long ago. wasn't doing it correctly at first, but for the last 15 years. I've been whole food plant-based with no added oil. Yeah, I'm a graduate of Dr. Campbell's program. Uh, this Tuesday, I'm going to graduate from Dr. Bernard's Food for Life program. So I'll be a licensed Food for Life instructor on Tuesday, the 14th. And I'm a past newspaper columnist. I wrote a column called The Nutrition Coach. I'm certified under Dr. McDougall for The Starch Solution and other programs as well. Dr. Pam Popper, I taught for her for several years as a certified health educator. Yeah, I've written a book called The Plan A Diet. Um, so add that to the mix. And I've just got a passion for helping people get their health back in order.
0: Wow. Mm, so g- growing up, were you, ever, were you ever a teacher or anything like that? Was this always been something that you've been drawn to or no?
1: No, I was not. I owned an art and frame store for many, many years where we did custom framing. Never did I think I would get into the field of nutrition, but (laughs) that's where it led. I ran into a class being offered by one of Dr. Pam Popper's teachers in our area. And I thought I was doing great because I was eating a really unhealthy vegetarian diet complete with cheese and um, hostess cupcakes and thinking <laughs> I was doing really well. And then I went to this class and my eyes were just like wide open to the fact that, no, I was not eating healthy at all. I was eating all kinds of cheese and saturated fat. And that just rung so true with me that like a light bulb went off and I decided to start pursuing education on my own at that point.
0: Wow. Now, so it's November 10th. In just about two weeks, we are full blown into Thanksgiving. And then, you know, it's, it's obviously Christmas, it's New Year's. We just recently made it through Halloween. (laughs) And, you know, my kids, Oh God, bless their hearts. I mean, you know, we had to throw away all the holiday candy that they got going door to door. That's uh, one one time of the year when they really indulge in uh, in things that they they shouldn't be. But you've got a a uh, kind of a, a methodology for for people to stay motivated and stay strong through the holiday season, and you've actually written up a nice slideshow for us today correct
1: yeah it's four mental tips yeah. to help stay on
0: track wonderful so would i mean let's just dive in and uh and let's tackle this all together and then if anybody has any comments please feel free to just throw them in the chat and we'll uh we'll throw those to to sid as we're going along so sid take it away
1: Yeah, well, as you said, Rip, we are in the holiday season, right? Halloween to New Year's. I think it's a 62-day period, 62 days of partying and overindulging. (laughs) And the holidays can be the most challenging time to stick with a healthy diet because not only are our stress levels high, you know, we've got long to-do lists and deadlines. But the high fat and high sugar foods are everywhere, often right in our face. I mean, the minute you leave the house, even at the hardware store, you're going to see caramel corn, you know, or something that's going to get your attention. So that's the perfect storm, right? It's stressful and there's food in abundance. So if you're an emotional eater like me, that creates the perfect storm for sure. Mm. So it can be really challenging to stay the course, even when we have the best intentions. Sometimes we give ourselves unspoken permission to eat a certain amount of less than optimal food during the holidays, because we might justify it, you know, it's the holidays after all, or we might start to feel like we're being deprived in some way. So how do we stay motivated? Well, the answer and you know, this rip lies directly between our ears, right? 80% mentality, 20% skill to eat this way. So today I'm going to share a few ideas on how to stay mentally motivated.
0: Good. Yeah so, is this, so we, is it, yeah, so is this the tale of two wolves?
1: It is. Yeah, this is a little, cute little tale that I heard long ago and have never forgotten it. So there's several variations of this story online, but it's really the a legend that illustrates the importance of our choices and thoughts And how it goes is that a Cherokee grandfather is teaching his grandson about life. And he says, every day there's a fight going on inside of me. And it's a terrible fight, too, between two wolves. One wolf is evil. He's anger and sorrow and regret and disappointment and, you know, discouragement. And the other wolf is the good wolf. He's peace and love and hope and serenity. And the grandfather says, so every day this fight's going on inside of me, and it's going on inside of you, too, and in every other person, too. And the grandson thinks for a minute, and he says to his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? And the grandfather says, the one that you feed. Mm -hmm. So this is where we want to feed the good wolf with our good mental thoughts, right? That's what we want to do this holiday season. (laughs) Does that make sense,
0: Rip? Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe you're going to get into this, like, what are some of those thoughts? But uh, I'd love some examples.
1: Yeah. So I've got four tips today. And the first one is your big whys or your motivators, and then adding the word so that. So think about why you started eating plant-based in the first place, right? Because those motivations are going to be crucial to us staying on track this season. Uh, Maybe it was concern for the animals, or maybe you had a health or weight issue going on. And sometimes those um, initial reasons can even morph into other reasons over the years, you know, but, or we, we include other reasons why we're eating plant-based. So think about your um, big whys, you know, your motivators are your big whys, and then add the words, so that, Mm. and I'll tell you some examples of this, because when we add the words, so that, That's really going to make a difference, because the desire is the big why, but the motivator is the so that. So here's what I've had clients tell me in response to this question. So uh, one client said, "I want to get rid of my joint pain so that I can comfortably travel and play with my grandkids." Mm. Right. So getting rid of the joint pain is is the desire, but the so that is what's going to motivate him. Right. He wants to play with his grandkids and travel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of makes it come to life a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. It makes it personal. Yeah. More personalized. Uh One lady said, I just turned 50. I'm overweight. I've got hypertension and I don't like where this is heading. So I need to make some changes so that I can age well and avoid a heart attack.
0: Mm. You know what, you know what, uh, S- Sid, I'd love for people to do that are listening If you could put in some of your so that's right now, uh, I think it'd be great for for everybody to see some examples. So go ahead and put those in the chat room if you can. All right. Go ahead, Sid.
1: Yeah. Should I continue with some so that examples or um,
0: do you have a couple more?
1: Yeah, I have a couple more. Uh, One one client said um, they have gut issues and they said they really want to fix that. So that. They can stop being afraid to go out and worried if they'll find a bathroom. So that's mm. a big one, right?
0: That is. So I'm just going to put some up on the screen. This is Stephanie, and she says, so that I don't hurt animals, right? I always find that people that do this for animal compassion reasons have a lot easier time staying the course because it's very black and white for them, mm-hmm. right? Um, how about this? Mary Tyler, Taylor, rather so that i can live an independent and active life you agree with these so that you like those
1: i think i have the same one as marie because when i get older i want to make my own decisions Mm -hmm. that's why i eat this way because i have a dire family history rip filled with heart disease stroke cancer diabetes Mm -hmm. and now i'm approaching 68 years old and i'm still you know in good health i'm sure it's the way that we eat
0: yeah good stuff okay um do you want to give us one more example, then we'll move on?
1: Yeah. So sometimes your are so that can be about other people too. Uh, one person told me, I watched my dad uh, suffer with dementia mm. and I'm going to eat this way so that my family doesn't have to go through that with me some days. So your are so that could include other people as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and there's such a, a powerful connection now as the sure's eyes have shown us between, you know, what we're eating, are we exercising? Are we engaging in, you know, social connections uh, between that and, and helping prevent Alzheimer's. So that's a, that's a powerful one. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: So we want to feed the good wolf with all of these reasons, all all of our so that's, because if we have a big enough, why we can endure anyhow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I like it.
1: Yeah. So when your motivation starts to wane this Christmas season, feed the good wolf with your big wise and so that's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's great.
1: All right. The second tip is to examine your limiting beliefs. And we all have these. We all do. They're false assumptions that we have either about ourselves or about how the world works. And they are those little voices that restrict us from reaching our full potential. So if you've ever sabotaged yourself in some way from eating healthy, maybe you have a limiting belief. Maybe you should examine that. So they start off as these little thoughts that we tell ourselves over and over until we internalize them as truths. And the evil wolf, he loves to add fuel to that fire, right? Because he's the bad wolf. He's going to discourage us and try to convince us that, We're not going to succeed this Christmas. So you might as well just give in and have that glazed donut right now. You know, that's the evil wolf talking. We don't want to feed him. But some other examples that I've heard would be, um, it's just not in the cards for me to be thin. I never stick to anything. I can't afford to eat healthy. My family would never go for it. Um, It's too hard. It's too expensive. I can't give up my sweets. This is just who I am. And I don't have time to cook, you know, those are big ones. So to combat this, um, which if you, when you think about it, limiting beliefs, sometimes can morph into excuses, right, that we're going to tell ourselves as to why we can't be successful with this way of eating when we really can. So the trick is to catch those negative thought patterns, write them down. I have this exercise on my website, It's the limiting belief homework. So on one side, write down what you might be um, thinking in your brain as to why you won't succeed. And this is going to take some soul searching, you know, you might not think of these right off the top of your head. But really think about um, any limiting beliefs that you may have formed. And then write them down on a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle and on the left hand, write down those beliefs. And then on the right side, You would write down something that's true, yet realistic. You know, you don't want it to be true, but way out there, like not attainable. True, but realistic. So I'm too old to lose weight becomes I'm capable of losing weight safely at any age, right? Mm. Age does not matter. I don't have time to cook. Well, you can prepare simple meals and your health is worth it. Or my parents were sick and overweight, so I will be too. Cross that out with my choices determine my health out- outcomes because genetics play only a small role. Mm, mm. So again, there's some a homework assignment on my website about that, and then feed <clears> that good wolf by keeping these answers posted somewhere so you're going to see them. You know when these thoughts come to your brain.
0: Well, and and you know what I love too about the list on the right is that it's all stuff that we that we work on. I know you work on it and I know we work on it in our coaching programs. And I write about it in all of my books and that it's never too late, right? It's never too late to start eating this way, to regain your lost health, to lose weight, all those things. We let people know that, you know, um, keep it absolutely drop dead simple. This doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, The simpler it is, the greater chance you have. Of maintaining and 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 making this lifestyle sustainable, and uh, to your third point, there, we all have heard the quote, but I'm going to repeat it: that genetics load the may load the gun, but it's lifestyle that pulls the trigger. So good stuff Sid.
1: Yeah. So I know that with your uh, foods, yeah. you've got simple things like your pizza crusts and your pizza sauce. That those are simple meals. There's things. That people aren't aware of that they could do very simply.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have spent so much time developing that food line to make this lifestyle as convenient and simple as possible. And to your point, we have the pizza crust kits, we have the pancake and waffles, we've got the cereals, granolas, simple heat and eat chilies and stews. The list is very vast.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. By All the right. way, I ordered your pancake and cereal combo with your plant stock oh, offer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. And my husband's a granola snob and he likes it very much. So Well,
0: good. That's great, <laughs> to, that's great to hear, Sid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the third tip today to stay plant strong through the holidays is to practice gratitude. And this ties closely in with the limiting beliefs, because when we're, we start to complain or engage in that negative self-talk, that's going to prevent us from achieving our goals. So we need to reject those messages that we were talking about earlier and feed the good wolf with the positive aspects of our life, right? Think about all the wonderful things in your life, things that you can be grateful for, and then write those down. Journal them if, if you're prone to journal. Have a great gratitude journal. Think about your family, the roof over your head, the availability of healthy food in the store, the fact that you can drive to the store, all these little things that we take for granted. Um, The fact that you are capable of learning to shop and cook differently, or your comfy bed, or your pets, or your faith, or your friends, you know, there's so many things to be grateful for. And any health benefits that you may have already seen, or weight loss that you've already achieved. Mm. So when we stay motivated, we can stay motivated through the holidays when we're grateful for what we're gaining instead of focusing on what we're giving up, right? Yeah.
0: I like that. It's so important for us, I think, to have the mentality that we're not giving up anything. We're not losing. What we're really doing is we're gaining so much more than we might perceive as losing. So... Great. I love that.
1: Yeah, the only thing we're giving up is all the cholesterol, <laughs> yeah. all the saturated fat. Yeah, so one mental trick that I use when I get in a bad mood about doing housework cuz uh-huh. mundane chores, they kind of grate on me sometimes like, "Oh, do I have to clean that again? I just cleaned it 6 months ago." Not no, not really. I clean often. <laughs> but I will use the words I get to like, okay, I get to run errands today, or I get to pull weeds today. That mm-hmm. helps me because when I think of the number of people that would love to be able to do that, and they just can't physically do it, that instills gratitude in my heart that I am able to perform even those routine tasks.
0: You, you know, if, I'm going to chime in here with an example. So in December 6, 2020, I was in a mountain biking accident, and I broke my right ankle had to have surgery and pins and plates and all that jazz. And I was not able to walk for six months. I had to crawl, hop, you know, uh, wheelchair, you name it, six months. And it gave me such an amazing gratitude for just the ability to be ambulatory and, and, and to walk and to drive and do all those simple things. So I love your your. What you've just planted in our brains, I get to walk. I get to weed the garden. I get to do the dishes, right? Whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then add that, go further with that. Like I get to learn a new way of cooking that's not going to contribute to heart disease. You know, think of when you draw your health into it. I get to eat mashed potatoes and gravy that's going to help reverse my diabetes. Yeah. I get to eat nice ice cream that's going to lessen my joint pain. I mean, there's so many ways that good food can strengthen our body, and we can be grateful for that.
0: Mm. Very grateful.
1: Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> too, I, I mentioned my dire family history, but um, knowing that my food choices are within my control, you know, I'm grateful for that, that I don't have to go down the same path that my entire family has gone down. Hmm. All right. So with each healthy meal, you can feed the good wolf for being grateful for the benefits that that food is providing for you. Now, the fourth tip, and this is the best one, this is the one that helps me the most, is to choose your internal words wisely to stick with the good habits. Because it's those internal words that we use when we're faced with tempting off-plan foods that's going to determine whether we're successful. So think ahead what statements or words you're going to use that are going to boost your resistance when you are tempted Mm. so you've got to have like you've got a toolbox in your head think of it and these statements are going to be the tools that you pull out um you know when you need strength to get over some type of food temptation i call that equipping the toolbox between your ears (laughs) So the statements are the tools, especially if you're tired and bored and you might want to write them down. So um, one tip is, I'm not quite ready for this slide, Carrie. I'm going to talk about some other tips before that, that one. Thank you. <laughs> so don't use the words I'll try. Like, I'm going to really try to stay on track this year. Because mm. those words I'll try, they, they kind of weaken your commitment. It's like you're already planning an escape route. You know, studies show that those words are not strong. Like, I'm going to try to avoid the cinnamon buns in the mall, or I'm going to try to not drink those peppermint mocha lattes as much.
0: Well, you know, ahead
1: of time that you know you're (laughs) going to avoid that refined bakery and those high sugar latte. You know, determine that. Don't just say I'll try. You know, just say I'm going to really do my best to not do that.
0: Well, Yoda, Yoda tried teaching us that back in what the 80s when Star Wars came out with you know (laughs) do 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 not try. There is no try, right? Something like oh,
1: that. Oh, I don't know. I'm. Is that in Star Wars?
0: Oh yeah, Yoda was tells <laughs> tells Luke Skywalker when he's trying to raise the spaceship out of the swamp that he's kind of crashed into, and he's like, "I just can't do it." Uh, and he's like, "You know, do do or do not. There is no try." So,
1: <laughs> yeah. I like that. Do or do not. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at like Alicia here has put up. Um, try equals fail. <laughs> yeah, it does give you a good escape route, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, okay, you keep you keep going, Sid.
1: <laughs> all right. So all those positive statements that you wrote down in your limiting beliefs, you can use those as part of your internal words too to stick to your uh, your your healthy plan, your Plant Strong plan this season. So now we can go to that next slide, Carrie. This is the tip that really helps me the most. And it's using the words, I don't, instead of I can't. And there's uh, research on this that was published in the Journal of Consumer Research, which compared the difference just of using those different words. And the instructors there, they had one group that when they were faced with the temptation, uh, they would use the words, I can't, like I can't eat ice cream. Mm -hmm. And the other group would say, I don't eat ice cream. And then the students were asked to repeat that, you know, several times. And then later, as they walked out of the room, they were offered a choice between a chocolate candy bar or a healthy granola bar. And uh, the students that told themselves, I can't, chose the candy bar 61% of the time. And they chose the healthy, gr- the ones that said, I don't, chose the candy bar only 36% of the time.
0: Well. <laughs> So so uh can I chime in here? Yeah. So when I look at that and I see I can't have ice cream or I can't eat ice cream, it's almost like it's I it's been imposed by somebody else. Like when you were growing up and your parents, you're like, I'm sorry, I can't come over tonight. My mom says I'm, you know, I gotta stay in or whatever. Whereas if it's I don't, it's very personal. It's you. As opposed to, it doesn't seem like it's coming from an external force. Is that, is that, that's what resonates with me.
1: Yeah, that's exactly part of it. Yes. The limitations, right? I can't.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Mhm, And that's what the researchers concluded too. So now on the next slide. So the researchers went and they took this a little further. They asked 30 women to sign up for a health and wellness seminar, And each one was told to think of a goal that was important for them. So they each picked out their own goal and then they were split into two groups, into three groups rather, the just say no group, like I'll just say no to missing my workout. Group two, I can't miss my workout. Or group three, I don't miss my workouts. And whenever they were felt um, like they needed to lapse on a goal, they would tell themselves those words. Well, this was the results. The group that said, just say, say no, only three out of 10 stuck with their goals the entire 10 days. Yeah. The I can't miss my workout group, only one out of 10 stuck. And the I don't miss my workouts, eight out of 10 stuck. (laughs) I know.
0: Yeah. The I can't, it sounds like, oh, I can't, otherwise I'll be in trouble, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my god. And that's
1: what the researchers concluded, that when we say I can't, or I don't, um, th- these words create a feedback loop in our brain that impacts our future behavior. So I can't, like, just like you were saying, is a reminder of your limitations, like it indicates that you're forcing yourself to do something that you really don't want to do. Yeah. Like I can't eat that glazed donut. It, it implies you would eat it or you could eat it if your circumstances were different, but you just can't, you know, you can't eat it. Mm, mm. But when we say I don't, I don't eat glazed donuts. That creates a feedback loop that reminds us that we're in control and in power. And we've already made that decision, right? I don't eat glazed donuts. It leaves no room for debate. You know, I've already determined that. So saying I can't is a very psychologically draining way to respond to things. Like it's a restriction, just like you said, it undermines your own sense of power, but when we say i don't that's a very psychologically empowering way to say no and so every time you want to you catch yourself thinking i can't simply change that narrative in your brain and say i don't eat that anymore because it's your choice right you get to decide what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat
0: <laughs> yeah so that is so it's so incredible to me how the impact that choosing your your internal words or external words, if you're talking to somebody, have on not just you, but I think those around you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I really am a huge fan of what you're sharing with us here, Sid. Hmm.
1: This worked well for me last Christmas. I was at a women's get together and I won the raffle prize, which was a big bag of Dove milk chocolates, this big bag, and <laughs> not you
0: know, even dark-
1: I'm not going to make a scene and say, oh, I don't eat that, you know, so I just graciously accepted it, but I had a 30-minute ride home with that bag of Dove chocolates on the passenger seat, so I, I had to use the words, I don't, I don't eat that, you know, all the way home,
0: <laughs> and, then and when what- I got home,
1: I was able to throw the bag away.
0: Oh, man, so you didn't but even yeah. give it, you didn't even give it to your next-door neighbors, huh?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, I like them. I like them too much.
0: <laughs> that's, that, that's adorable, Sid. <laughs>
1: but even like at the store, I you know, years ago, I liked Twizzlers so much. And I would just want those red Twizzlers and I'd buy a bag. Oh, I'm just going to eat two. No, no. You know, I'd get home and eat eight. And then the next day I would eat eight. Right. So I know Twizzlers could not come in the house. So now I don't, I'm not struggling with Twizzlers anymore. But if I were... I would say I don't eat Twizzlers. You know, I just really? don't. And then walk right past the decision that's already been made.
0: How many how many Twizzlers come in a bag? 16? Do you yes, even know? on
1: which bag you get. The little <laughs> bag or the giant bag? Well, well,
0: I'm talking about <laughs> the, one, the ones where you would have eight and then you'd have some the next day.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably 30 some, I'd say, okay. in the giant okay. family value pack. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, just to the point where saying I don't, I I use that quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Quite what a do bit. you What do you think of what uh, Jeanette Stevens just uh, commented? Uh, it's not that I can't eat that; I'm choosing not to eat that. Yeah. That's pretty good too. I have the
1: same principle. I'm choosing yeah. not to, and I don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too.
1: So this is the recap of the four big tips. One was your big why's and your so that's. The second one was your limiting beliefs, like to examine those. The third one was to practice gratitude. And that fourth one was to choose your internal words wisely. And as I thought about all these uh, tips for the holidays, it began to uh, occur to me how many times I'm using the word um reflect or choose, all of those require thought and awareness, right? Every one of these tips requires our minds to be fully engaged if we're going to stay on track with a plant-strong diet this holiday season.
0: Mm -hmm. And I would imagine, too, if you can start to utilize um, these skills through the holidays, and then imagine what you can do when it's not the holidays. And you're not as tempted. You're going to be tempted, birthday parties and you know different other smaller holiday seasons. But um, yeah, take what you've learned with everything that Sid has shared with us today, and then uh, apply those throughout the year, mm, and really strengthen strengthen your um, your skill set and your resolve. Yeah,
1: because this is the season we need more awareness, not less awareness. You know, sometimes in the holidays we we give up exercising or trying to eat healthy, but this is the time of this year when we need to really focus more on those things.
0: Yeah. And you're so right.
1: I know that you all can stick to your plan this season. And I know that the year, the you five years from now will be thanking the you of today. If you do this, right. Think about you in five years, what do you want to look like? Where do you want to be? Do you want to still be struggling with Twizzlers? I don't want to be looking at Twizzlers as a star.
0: (laughs) No, no. So, Sid, uh, um, here, we're just going to throw up some comments here from people. This is from uh, Rhonda. I tell myself, each day I am planned strong. What I do, not everybody can do. I am strong. It's good. Good internal talk, huh?
1: Yeah, really good. Good motivating talk, good positive toolbox, you know, between your ears when you need it for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Donnell, love this. You in five years. Exactly. Or here's one year my, <laughs> right. Right. Um, here's one. Mm-hmm. Let me show this one. Uh, I have trouble cooking the standard American diet for my family, but I believe this may cause them not to want to come here for the holidays. I wonder how others here handle the holidays, you and Rip. Um, yeah, so uh, do you have any thoughts on that? If she has, she doesn't want to cook the standard American Diet for her family. Subsequently, they don't want to join her for the holidays. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts there?
1: I'm thinking, would they be willing to bring their own food or cook it at her house to not have her do the cooking? But if they have the food there and cook it themselves would be one option, unless they're flying in, or, you know, if they're not traveling by car or something. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that's that's a good point, Sid. And I can tell you, you know, we, we the Estelstons are, as everybody knows, we're hardcore whole food plant-based. But we also have cousins and relatives and we typically every other every other year we throw a big thanksgiving bash at the knob which is where the last scene in forks over knives um was shot and we actually invite people to bring they're not going to cook it in in our kitchen there but if they want to bring a turkey or something like that you know we we don't not allow it And uh, if they want to bring something else that's, you know, kind of on the contraband list, um, that's um, that's fine. But we're not going to make it ourselves and we're not going to allow them to, you know, uh, use our kitchen for for uh, animal products and animal byproducts. Hmm. So
1: they bring it pre-cooked. They bring everything.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, and that's worked well for us for, you know, probably the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Is your, your family's okay with that? Your extended family, they are okay with doing that?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, And then Pam here, I cook a turkey for the family. Otherwise everyone brings something to contribute to the meal. I cook my own food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Every person I think is going to feel differently about that. You know, um, if they're willing to cook, that's fine. It just depends on you and how your strong convictions about whether you're willing to cook non compliant food.
0: Sid, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving holiday? Do you know yet?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we go to my sister's. She's not in good shape, Rick. She had a stroke about two years ago and is bedridden and she has dementia She's turning 80 next week. And so typically we go to her house and we bring the food. She has caretakers, you know, round the clock. And another couple that's our best friends, they come to their whole food plant-based as well. So we have a dinner for like the six of us, us, our friends, the caretaker and my sister. And then on the next day, we go to my husband's side of the family. Uh-huh. But we bring our own food because they are totally not plant-based.
0: Right. And what do they think? Do they think you guys are are nuts? So,
1: well, they've known for thirty years that we're nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: that, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah.
0: And and are they still making comments or cracking jokes or is that? Uh, <laughs> Are they over they're that
1: kind of morphed into it is what it is, you know, and oh, yeah, we should start eating healthier that, you know, we'll hear that once in a while. But they don't look at us like we're aliens anymore, at least.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and are they are they your age?
1: They are. Let's see. I'm about to be 68. And yeah, my husband's about to be 70. It's so 70 to 60 are his siblings. He's the oldest of six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, he, yeah, they're all in their 60s or older.
0: Well, the reason I ask is because I, you know, I just turned 60 and I'm finding that a lot of the people that I went to school with and, um, a lot of my friends, they're starting to feel the effects of the standard American diet. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is, uh, it's, it's, it's showing up in, you know, whether it's diabetes, pre-diabetes, heart disease, uh, cancer. And I'm wondering if that's something that has touched your, your 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 husband's family and if that has prompted them to ask more questions as of late about what you guys are doing.
1: No, but it's prompted us to reach out to them more and say, you know, we could really give you some tips to help with what you're going through right now. And they don't want to hear it, Rip, sadly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've tried to... Talk to them many times
0: right mm-hmm. you know uh, this is kind of a bit of a uh, detour from the holiday talk, but Pam says one of my sons thinks that he can't get enough protein from plants um, what do you what would you say to Pam's son if you had him in front of you
1: <laughs> I would say Pam's son plants <laughs> are the source of protein that's where the gorillas and the cows are getting the protein is from plants mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It you it would be virtually impossible to not get enough protein on a well structured plant based diet. Yeah. In fact, you're probably eating too much protein. <laughs> I wouldn't go that. You know, I wouldn't say oh, that. I would. I would. but. Oh,
0: I would. I think. I think. <laughs> I to your point. I think most Americans are protein toxic. We're overdosing with the wrong type of protein. You know, Michael Greger just wrote his new book, "How Not to Age." And it's going to drop December, I think it's 4th uh, of 2023. And in it, he's got a whole section on protein restriction and how important it is that we actually restrict our protein intake, you know, keep it right around where the World Health Organization has it right now, you know, 0. 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Um, but there, he's just... He says there's really no reason to do more than that if you're doing animal-based protein, because it's so high in the meth- methionine that really um, triggers the aging uh, the the aging pathways in our bodies. So he is adamant that limit the protein, make it all plant-based protein, because that animal-based protein is, um, as I like to say, it's 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 janky, it's all out of sorts with the uh, essential amino acids.
1: Yeah, your kidneys, I mean the, the liver, all those organs, they're they're struggling with all that protein to process it.
0: Exactly. Animal exactly. protein. Yeah, yeah. Um we love we love hearing, you know, testimonials like this from Mona. I'll be 68 in February and feel better than in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay. Yeah. Um so tell me again, what was that book that you wrote?
1: What's oh, it called? It's- It's called The Plan A Diet, Combining Whole Food, Plant-Based Nutrition with the Timeless Wisdom of Scripture. So in that book, I talk about there's some principles in Scripture, Rip, that just tie into what we're doing here. One, is says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking.
0: Mm.
1: Well, isn't that exactly what we do with food? (laughs) We fit into the culture without even thinking.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are a couple of the motivators I use too. Like, you know, for my mental toolbox thing, um, there's a scripture that says everything is is permissible for, for me, but not everything is beneficial. And I will not be controlled by anything. That's mm-hmm. actually a scripture. And I'm thinking, okay, that vegan ice cream there in the freezer case is technically permissible for me, even though it's, you know, loaded with plant-based junk. Mm-hmm. So is it beneficial for me? No, it's it's not. It's permissible but it's not beneficial. So I'm not going to buy that. I can make ice cream at home far healthier and far cheaper.
0: You know, Sid, it's always great talking to you and listening to your words of wisdom. (laughs) You are, you're very wise. And I love the way you lay things out in such a nice, simple, easy, understandable format. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you Rip. I enjoy being on your show. I'm so glad we met on Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group that time you were speaking there. Yeah, I was the moderator. That's where we met.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um for any- anybody that's listening, if you want to share this with, you know, family friends, if you want to go back and and watch it again, um uh, you just go to our YouTube channel on Go Plant Strong and um And you can see this again and again (laughs) as we roll into the holidays. So, Sid, are you going to have that? um, Are you going to go out and buy those Twizzlers? (laughs) No, I haven't had Twizzlers
1: in years. I just talk about them as a, a thing that I used to think about.
0: Oh, I know. I was looking for you to say, I don't eat Twizzlers oh. any longer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I missed that cue. Oh, my gosh. Woo, right I know. Over my head.
0: So, so, give me a I don't with a so that. So, are you going to go out and get some Twizzlers this holiday season?
1: No, Rip. I don't eat Twizzlers anymore so that I can age well and not have to have somebody decide where I'm going to live when I'm 80 years old.
0: Yay. Yay. Uh, All right. Hey, this has been wonderful. Thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of Facebook Friday live. Thank you, Sid Nodder for imparting your pearly words of wisdom around the holiday season. Thank you, Carrie, for manning the, uh, the, um, the slideshow in the background. And Be sure to tune in next Friday. I'm trying to think what we got going on for you next Friday, but I think it's going to be, oh, I know what it is. We have a fantastic testimonial from a woman that I met at our Sedona retreat about a month ago and what she was able to do for herself and her autoimmune disease and also what she was able to do by sharing this with her mother. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Any any, uh, any parting words from you, Sid? Just stay
1: strong. Stay motivated this holiday season. You can do it. You have a clear mind. You have all the resources you need. Get those toolbox tools geared up, ready for uh, the season ahead, and you'll be fine. And on January 1st, you'll be so glad you did. You won't be bloated. You'll be feeling great, ready to tackle 2024.
0: Right on. All right. Hey, Sid, will you give me a nice plan strong fist bump as we go out? Boom. Everybody, have a great weekend. Keep it plan strong, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plan Strong podcast. You can support the show by taking a quick minute to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, leaving us a positive review and Sharing the show with your network is another great way to help us reach as many people as possible with the exciting news about plants. Thank you in advance for your support. It means everything. The Plant Strong podcast team includes Carrie Barrett, Lori Kordowicz, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, and Wade Clark. This season is dedicated to all of those courageous truth seekers who weren't afraid to look through the lens with clear vision, and hold firm to a higher truth. Most notably, my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn, Jr. and Ann Cryle Esselstyn. Thanks for listening.